Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are talking about coming out. It's a thing most of us in the LGBT community... It's a thing most of us in the LGBT community have to do. And for some, the media helps them to understand and have the courage to come out. We will be talking about the scenes that impacted us the most, as well as numerous other scenes and situations represented in TV shows. Now, our first section is going to be talking about our own coming out stories. Joyous reunions of the past. Because we all want to remember this, right? Mm -hmm. I'd like to point out that Caitlin and I went um, overtly gay. And Theora is just like (laughs) subvertly gay. It's relevant to my section. Sports gay. That is me, yes. Actually, this is actually very relevant. (laughs) Sports gay too. Um, So Anyway, Brie, would you like... Uh, to be the first one to tap into your previous trauma. No, but sure. <laughs> wow, when did traumatize Brie first, Caitlin? <laughs> okay, but I did bring the murder book before, so I think we're... That's true. Brie has traumatized Caitlin. Now, this is this is Caitlin. Yes. Caitlin learned about vengeance. <laughs> She's connected. <laughs> Caitlin's vengeance. Caitlin's vengeance. <laughs> All right, Bree, tell us about your trauma. So back in the day, before most of you guys were born. Yep. Just kidding. Probably, actually, <laughs> no, Caitlin. it was. No, it was. <laughs> I know. But, oh my God, there are people Maybe. that were born in the 2000s. It still rocks me. It sends me for a loop. So, yeah, I had no fucking clue I was gay when that was the most obvious thing in the world. Because there was nothing that told me what that was. And I never paid attention to things that other girls or even boys paid attention to in a, in the romantic arena, shall we say. So like the girls were always talking about boys and whatnot. I just didn't. And I had thing the things in my life were horses and sports. That's what I had, which in some cases those two things were the same. Woo! So. Hydrate Woo! for um baby gay Brie. Horse mm. girls. Mm-hmm. Can we insert a picture of baby gay Brie? Sure, if you want. You just have to decide if you want the one of me on the horse or the one of me um with a my 
my dad at basketball. All of the above. Or the one of me at softball. Softball will come later. Softball will come later. Send them all to Caitlin. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, went through, I'm going to fast forward to fifth grade because that's when I became fascinated with my fifth grade teacher, Miss Hall, who was a hottie, which I didn't know I was obsessed with her. I didn't know why I was super glad that she was divorced. I just knew that I was super glad she was single. That is my favorite part. I love it so much. It's so relatable. I love it so much. I was so psyched that she didn't have a husband. (laughs) Never thought to question why. Just just was. Uh, (laughs) I love it. But uh, she was the youngest teacher that we had. And... I think that was also part of it because she was, even though she wasn't anywhere near in age to me, she wasn't obviously a parent type, like the, in my mind, an older person. Yeah. So she was a little more relatable in that way, but, and, and more crushable. So no, I had no idea. No idea. So then we're going to fast forward again to high school because I'm clueless just out there playing softball. You know, and tennis and riding the horses, being gay without knowing it. (laughs) My senior year of high school, I so I played like travel ball and I played on the high school team and I also played league softball and also co-ed sometimes. So played a lot of softball, just put it that way. (laughs) <laughs> like literally not as a euphemism no, literally, <laughs> literally. I'm, I'm just gonna i'll just put it out there my dad's the one that, that cursed me because he put a softball in my crib there's a picture <laughs> oh, of me cute. sleeping with a softball in my hand as a baby i would like that photo as well <laughs> okay <laughs> that sounds adorable right um so i was always going to be gay <laughs> you were blessed by lesbian jesus at the time i was blessed by lesbian jesus in the womb <laughs> thank you lesbian jesus no but my dad was like my my best friend growing up um and he was my softball coach for a while until i got into like higher you know ranking travel ball and that kind of stuff but he played softball himself for the army he coached the girls the women's team for the army so um i spent a lot of time in the dugout as a kid not only did i play softball i sat in the dugout and was like batgirl for the women's army team so that's like a dream a baby gay dream (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i had no idea it's just it's funny because someone it's relevant because someone that my dad coached became my PE teacher later on. Two people, actually. Wow, cool. So two people became my softball coach in high school and on my in my senior year. I always wonder why my friend Natalie never got picked for the softball team because she was better than some of the girls that got on the team. I'm like, what the hell is this about? And I'm like, well, maybe they just have a problem with her attitude or something because she did kind of have a a chip on her shoulder Mm -hmm. sometimes about things and then i found out why later on 
but I started getting really close to the new girl that came to the team. You know where this is going. Oh, yes. <laughs> we became best friends. Oh, yes. Every baby gay at some point or another will probably fall in love with their best friend. Oh, yes. So <laughs> let me let me tell you, she was hot as hell. And she was the new pitcher who could throw a freaking 75 mile an hour fastball. Which in high school, (laughs) yeah, and she wasn't even tall, so she didn't have like that leverage. She Mm -hmm. was she was she shorter than me, but girl had a freaking guns on her. Yeah, and uh, so we got really close. We would ride to practice together, hang out after, uh, you know, after practice, after school. She was younger than me. This is a trend. Anyway. Things got to the point where I was like, well, this is interesting. Like, why am I like so into like being around her? And I was like, hmm, no, can't be gay. And then (laughs) it was like, like back in the day, you were just it was when we were growing up and when I was growing up, it was starting to be a thing where people well, it was a little more visible in, in media and whatnot, but it wasn't mm-hmm. really at the time. Yep. It was still so heavily stigmatized that it was, you know, not something you would see very often. Um, <clears throat> flashback to when my mom made me stop watching The Ellen Show. Which. Yeah. Yeah. We will talk the about original later. where she came out. Yeah. 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 I was hoping I was just thinking about I was like, wait, Brie would probably remember that. Brie sorry trauma thanks caitlin no my I'm mom sorry. my mom made me stop watching ellen's sitcom because of her coming out um mm-hmm. so then <clears throat> we would just hang out and sh- i would like rub down her arm stuff like that things that catchers do for pictures you know what i mean <laughs> but she would say things like it's okay because she would take off her shirt like it's okay because you're not gay and that started me on that like thought process am i am i am i wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) hold on (laughs) and then like i remember one night i was staying the night at her at her house and we were just sleeping we were in the same bed obviously and i just remember thinking i would really like to like reach out and hold her i'm like oh shit that's kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> so in my brain, I'm like, nah, that's it's nothing. Whatever. So I pushed that to the back of my head. Yeah. <sighs> then graduated high school. We went our separate ways. And I started hanging out with a whole new, like, some people from my high school, some people that were older than me. And before I went to college, it was just funny because there's, there's no reason for, for like, why did this give me the realization? I don't understand. I was watching TV and there was an all girl group on that I was really into at the time. And I'm just sitting there watching them sing and dance. And I'm just like, her thighs are really attractive. (laughs) Then I was like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> I am gay. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And then Do you I'm know like, what group oh. it was? Dream. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the Never blonde did. one. Yep. Because I had short hair, blonde one. At least she had short hair. Anyway. So then after I realized, I was like, hmm, okay, well. I was just happy to actually probably accept. Because I like I th- I knew it sub- subconsciously and a little bit consciously. But I was just happy to accept it. And then I told a couple of friends and they were super cool. And then I went to college. University for those outside the U.S., I guess. Went to university and... The girl I was rooming with was from my high school. Didn't tell her I was gay because she was super religious. And I was kind of like, "Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Well, she guessed and said she was fine with it. And then the next day she decided to move out because she was no, she wasn't comfortable. And then she told our mutual friends from high school that I had pornography in the room which was not true I literally had okay so I was at the time I was obsessed with Buffy and Amber Benson in particular as Tara and she happened to be on the cover of a I think it was FHM Mm -hmm. which is not at all it's it's a guy's magazine you know so she was wearing more clothes than one would in a bikini. And that was apparently the pornography. But I don't know. Even Where know is this to... girl on the adder? <laughs> I think she's still in the same place. Like where we, where we went to high school, but. Um, I'm not surprised. I had right, that in like we'll a take, really. Make a pit stop during Walmart. <laughs> okay. I had that in a really high cabinet. Too, so she had to like go look for it. Wow, that's fucked. Which is snooping through your stuff, apparently. But she told our friends from back home, and she chose the two people she chose were like the dumbest choice ever, because she was telling them in like a "you should probably be careful" type of way, and they're like, "Fuck you!" First of all, we know, and secondly, that's terrible of you. So, my friends, I I did have some awesome friends. And I'm like, why would you pick the girl that was a rockabilly and wore like bowling shirts and talked about freaking rockabilly music? I don't know. Like, you pick the alternative girl to tell, like, to try to tattle about gayness on. You're like, that's dumb. That is dumb. Just a dumb move. Anyway, moving on. They tried to, then she and her best friend, like, got me in a room. And said they wanted to save me. Oh, for fuck's sake. And that I should... Well, no. What it was is they were like, we're going to go get ice cream. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. Because we were still trying to be friends or whatever. Right. And so... She's getting worse. She... I'm about to leave and her best friend steps in front of me and is like, no, no. You stay behind. I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what now? And turns out Jesus literally. It was Jesus. (laughs) We sit down and she's like, I would just really like you to talk to my pastor. And I was like, "Mm." fuck off. All I could do was laugh. 
And because I had no idea what to say, the idea was was like hilarious to me that she was doing this. And it was because she was worried for my soul because of the gayness and the the whole I'm not a Christian. I prescribe to a more nature based religion. And so she's like, you need to be saved. Come talk to my pastor. We need to be saved by lesbian Jesus. That's you know, who right. Saved right. Hydrate to be saved oh. by lesbian Jesus. I, I, the best part was, she's like, I think you have a crush on me, so oh my and that's God. not a good idea. The audacity. Like, Bitch, what? No. Ew. Oh, You're a whoa. terrible person. You wish. That's, that's what it really is. They do that's wish. That's basically what I said. Because in my <laughs> mind, wish, I'm like, girl. girl, you wish. And also, I think you a little gay because right. you mm-hmm. think. Yep. Also, everyone in the world, hear this probably not our audience they don't they don't need to hear this if somebody in your life needs to hear this share this clip with them go brie yeah just because a girl is gay doesn't mean she's into you that also goes for gay guys and straight guys like don't flatter yourself buddy yeah just because somebody's gay doesn't mean they want to bone the first girl they see Right. She's just not that into you. She's just not that into you. Calm, like, calm you titties. So that was fun. Lots of, um, lots of journeys with Jesus on that campus. There were three Christian organizations that were all pretty... Okay, so you didn't join a sorority at my university. You joined whichever re- Christian denomination group you were a part of. That was the sorority fraternity situation. Oh God, that there. sounds fucking terrible. That or the, like, the hee-haw club. That's what I call them, the hee-haw club. <laughs> <laughs> Are you comfortable sharing the school at all? University of Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Okay, makes sense. No, it wasn't, not the main campus. Oh, okay. The main campus is, I went to that, I attended that way later. Different story. Different story. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, It was one of the campuses in South Arkansas that's smaller with less like stuff. Because I was going to say, a main university like that would have other like groups on it. So that that makes sense. Only reason I went there was scholarship. Yeah. Played, because I played tennis and also um, played tennis and also academic so yeah which i could not focus because of all the turmoil going on in my brain and lost my academic scholarship so but whatever hopefully if hopefully the student loans will go away someday but yeah. After that, we shall say. My mom had never. So my dad and my father uh, died when I was eighteen, and it was funny because he was the only one that picked up on I was that I was gay before I did because he asked me if I was when I was thirteen. Aww. Yeah, he was like. So do you, he didn't say, are you gay? He said, so do you like girls or something? <laughs> That's such Typical a Gary. Way of it. Yeah. 
And it was because I was pontificating on the wonders of Lilith Fair and Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> I got a break. <laughs> well, obviously, what else was he supposed to say to that? <laughs> so, my question is, how didn't I know? Wait, you're the actual gayest. <laughs> I desperately wanted, man. <laughs> I desperately wanted to go to Lilith Fair. I don't know what this is. Uh, I guess oh, wow. for, the, for the youngins, explain what Lilith Fair is. So way back in the day, we'll say like what ninety, late nineties, yeah, early yeah, two thousands, like yeah, around that time. Yeah. There was a huge music festival that toured around, and it was called the Lilith Fair, and it was a big deal because it was all female lead musicians. So either groups that were led by women or women artists. And it so was a lesbian stream. Yeah. Yes. It was the first time this had ever been done on like a huge scale like this. And it was kind of spearheaded by Sarah McLaughlin. There's your history lesson. Go look it up. The music was great. The vibe was gay. It's did like she sing in the arms of an angel. Yes, she did. <laughs> it was like the precursor to Disney's gay days. But mm-hmm. it was straight up music and it traveled. Mm-hmm. So that lasted for a couple of years at least. But anyway, yeah. I was obsessed. Wanted to go very badly. Oh, never did, of course. But mm, after my dad died, my mom was <sighs> a little more or like I was always BFFs with my dad. And then after he died, my mom was like, the only parent I had left in my life. So it was kind of a big deal. I never told her that I was gay. She, y'all gonna laugh your asses off. This is how she found out. Uh, First of all, I didn't really care if she found out. I just didn't want to tell her yet because I knew she was a person that needs time to process things. So I was like, it's fine if she finds out and processes, but I, I don't think I'm ready to just tell her yet. So my gay ass is obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and fan fiction of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So my gay ass, because we had unlimited, the ability to print out unlimited pages at my campus, printed out a shit ton of fan fiction. Oh my god. (laughs) Very gay fan fiction. It was summer break. I needed something to read. (laughs) (laughs) Where did your homegirl put slash hide the fan fiction? On the kitchen table? I thought you were saying like your mom's desk or something. No, in my my dresser. At least you were actually hiding it. Okay. At the time, didn't have any clothes in it, so it was just the fan fiction sitting there. just piles of it this is uh before uh, ao3 existed guys <laughs> now, this was back when you had to have an actual this was back in the days of like live journal and when you yeah. had to have an actual forum so right. it, was, it was like the websites that like the, the one back in the day the big one was the the kitten the witches and the bad wardrobe for buffy 
Um, and Brie was archiving them in her dresser. <laughs> yeah, starting AO3. <laughs> I killed some mother flipping trees that summer. <laughs> I had so many because a lot of them were super long. Like how thick was this pack of? I mean, fanfic? there were like th- at least at that time three stacks of about this thick, <laughs> like a textbook. <laughs> Yeah, it was that three textbooks. Oh my gosh. I love it That's so a more than I thought even. Which, by the way, one of those books got published, or That's one awesome. of those fan fictions got published as a book. So, it's a really good read. Um, you still have them? No. I don't um, know. I, f- I felt like maybe you would keep those. I mean, my problem is I've moved too many times. Yeah, yeah I understand story. that one. I'm sure you do. You move more <laughs> than me. Um, anyway, so she found the fan fiction. Duh. But why? Why did she find it? Because she opened the drawer. But why did she open the drawer? I don't know. Because she to wanted to put something in something? there? Yeah. I just, if it's your dresser, I just don't understand why she went into it. She did my laundry. Oh, okay. Well, then, all right. You have to understand. That's your trade-off for her doing your laundry. No, you have to understand. My mother is a very, um, she gets very frustrated easily if you're not doing things the way that she would. And with my, part of my whole like ADHD brain is that I'm a little bit clumsy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, and I don't pay t- enough attention. So I would like mess up the laundry or mess up the dishes when I was washing them and she could not stand it. She has that anxiety disorder with a little bit of OCD. She could not deal with it. So she would do everything and I would let her because it was better than her getting upset. Right. So I spent a lot spent a lot of my life kind of afraid to trigger my mother in that way. That makes sense. Which is also a reason I didn't want to tell her straight out. <laughs> So, yeah, she found the fan fiction and didn't say a damn word. Didn't say a word to me. Not a word. What she did do, have you ever heard of the band Tattoo? Of course. The, the oh two Russian God, really? girl. The, okay, there, were these, there was this band that this man in Russia kind of came up with. And you got two girls. Oh, wait, hold on. For the podcast listeners, I, I shook my head no. I yeah. just realized it has to be all, Yeah, continue. Right. So, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard the song, the mo- their most popular song. They just don't know it's Tattoo if they didn't know it. But it's All the Things She Said. So, like, all the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head. Yeah. This anyway. was our representation when we were younger. You have to understand. Exactly. Bye, Bye, Caitlin. Caitlin doesn't relate. She's leaving. Bye, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so very good timing today. This was our representation, like Theora yeah. said. Back in the early 2000s, we had like tattoo, which was fake gays. It was fake they weren't gays. really gay. Yeah. They were they were just kind of pretending to be the gays together. To make money. And to make money for Russian dude. So yeah. and to okay. get famous. Anyway, I had their I had their album and my my mother got it. Um in in the album sleeve, there are pictures of them like being really close and Obviously not just friendly, no explicit like kissing or anything, but it was obvious combined with the fan fiction. 
And so I came home one day and my mother had drawn mustaches and like made them into men. And like, I was like, what the fuck? Because at first I thought I was like, my sister? Did my sister do that? So I asked her and she's you like, You only oh, have the one sister, is- right? Yeah. Okay. Then I can see that happening. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Did you do that? She's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because it didn't seem like a thing my sister would do at all. Right. It's not like she wouldn't give a shit about, like, she wouldn't touch my stuff. My my sister and I are very odd. We've never had a fight That's awesome. in our lives. Um, That's amazing, though. I love that. I can't but, wait to meet her. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Look, well, the only other person in this house is my mother. So it was my mother that did it. <laughs> And I was like, well, I guess we're not going to talk about it. And I just let it slide. Didn't talk about it. Didn't talk about it. It's such I a white say, people story. <laughs> probably 10 years later. <laughs> my mom asked my sister. Oh. About. Oh my gosh. Me being gay. Ten <laughs> years. Way, white yeah, people. Yeah. I came up to my sister at one point and I was like, this probably isn't necessary, but I'm just going to say it. And she said, uh, duh. <laughs> what do you Whatever. Want <laughs> so I was like, well, I just wanted to make sure that you, that we were like crystal clear here. Anyway, my mom asked my sister about me being gay and she's like, like, it's not a big deal, whatever, kind of my sister kind of person. She's not a big, let's talk about this for a long time type of person. And neither is my mother. So I, the conversation was very short and nothing was resolved. And then my mother called me on the phone one day and she's, she's basically gets into it and says, are you ever going to be straight? Or do you think that'll ever change? That's what she said. And I said, no. And she was like, hmm, okay. And she was not cool. Like, not cool. Like, at the time, she's just not cool with it. And now, my mother gets in fights with people on Facebook. For Aww. <laughs> she just like, my cousin. Yeah, my cousin sent some slightly homophobic stuff to me back in the 2016 election cycle and she posted it like publicly on my facebook and my mom went in there and was like don't you ever do that to my daughter <laughs> it was like because that's Aww. our family like that's yeah. her niece that she just basically told off yeah she's she, we don't talk about stuff but if you if you say some bad shit about if you attack me in any way for my gayness with homophobia, she's not going to let you. Like, just, you know, she still doesn't understand a lot of stuff about the community because she's like 63 and never was around it. Right. Makes sense. Um, she asks questions from time to time and tries to understand things. And that's the biggest plus. Like, so that's, Mm-hmm. I had a, a relatively mild coming out. Most people accepted me. The ones that didn't made me laugh. Uh, except for the dumb boys that for some reason yeah. thought throwing rocks was a great idea. Wow. Uh, had a lot of 
interesting experience. Like all of my first actual relationship type experiences were interesting until I met my first real girlfriend who was older than me by quite a bit. Apparently I had, you know, I was just going for the older women. Yeah, I dated a girl with schizophrenia and that was very interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You want to talk about... You gotta do crime. The Willow comes out to Buffy scene yeah. at all? So, the, the first real primetime network gaze in a relationship... Willow and, Willow and Tara uh, on Buffy, which I believe the series came out in 97 first. Yeah. But this wasn't until season four. When Willow met Tara in... Come on. How gay college. is this? <laughs> oh, oh, college in a, in a witch group. I a know. Wicca group. It's okay. Yeah. Wicca group, guys. Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in. Uh-huh. So they met in Wicca group. And got to know one another. And you got to see little pieces of the of their relationship evolve over time. And then they totally were together. But Willow wasn't telling anyone until she came out to Buffy. In a scene that just kind of... Like, I was so obsessed with this show. You don't even know. These were the first gays that I had on tv in a relationship like having real they were like touching each other and they kiss what they had this sweet romantic moments like was it that song in the musical episode yeah (laughs) was it perfect absolutely not because joss whedon made it but (laughs) and it was the late 90s early 2000s so that was not perfect representation, but it was the first real representation that I saw on my TV screen and the scene where Willow comes out to Buffy and she struggles with it a little bit. Just a little bit. It's not like she rejected her or anything. She just struggled to get her mind around the concept, which was something that I was very familiar with in my coming out process. Uh, with, like, I'll say... The, the the I guess the funniest coming out was to my friend Bernie, who is I've known this man for most of my life. He is one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. He wanted to date me in high school or like after high school. It was in the summer before I went to, to university. And so we hung out a lot and I didn't know that that was his plan all along was like he, he wanted to ask me out. So we went to Barnes and Noble because I love bookstores and he's starting to get up the gumption to, I knew where it was going. Knew he was about to get like asked me out. And so I walked into the, the LGBTQ section of books and said, Hey Bernie, I needed to tell you that this is my section. <laughs> and like oh. Vanna, and did a Vanna White of the book of the sign. <laughs> and he had no idea what i was he was like what what do you mean like and then it dawned on him and he was like oh and i I, 
want really, really, really wanted to say, boy, you gay as hell too. So just like <laughs> give it up. Um, but he wasn't ready to come to that conclusion himself. So, and that's something you can never decide for someone or, um, push on someone because you don't know at the end of the day what their journey is. But Do you yes, know if he came if he figured it out. Huh? Do you know if he figured it out at all? Oh, he gay as hell, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kidding me? I don't know him. <laughs> oh my god, that boy, that boy works in. Um, I don't know. Just take my word for it. He gay. Okay. Um. Yeah, he came. He came to that realization when we were because we went to the same university hung out a lot and I'm like and he finally was like okay I'm gay <sighs> anyway yeah so that was that time period where I was obsessed with this with the show and it's funny that fan fiction of that couple led me to led my mother to find out I was gay so it was all re revolved around Buffy yeah it definitely sounds like it um, I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's the first time we ever got to see the the queer ladies on the television in a real relationship. So at least there was that. I'm glad we got to know you a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing, Bree. Uh, everyone hydrate for Bree's coming out journey and lesbian Jesus. But, but I'm curious now. We get bits and pieces. <gasps> hold on, hold on. I have one oh. more thing to add. I forgot. Okay. Oh, She's excited. Oof. I don't know how the fuck I forgot this. <laughs> I even did the setup for it. <laughs> what is it? So you remember how I said that uh, the women, two of the women my dad coached were going to be oh, my yeah, yeah. coaches later? In high school, they were the coach and assistant coach of my high school softball team. And what, when I was in that cold questioning period and I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, what is this? What does it actually mean? Uh, one of the girls said something about uh, my friend Natalie and she, so my coach said, oh, they'll never be a lesbian on this team. Oh, yeah. They'll get kicked off immediately if they, if I know they're a lesbian. So I'm gonna be honest with you. That pushed me my ass way back in the, in the. Okay, well I can't be gay then. Softball was like my sports were my life. Can't be gay. Can't play sports if I'm gay. Right. Spoiler alert: Every single person was gay. <laughs> Actually, I was the only my me and my best friend who, by the way, the one that I was totally in love with. Came out as bisexual later. Um, yeah, we were the only we were the only queers on the team. That's wild. Yeah. But that's a fucked up thing to tell a young yeah. girl playing sports. That's so fucked. Um, and I really think that it was it was because of my coaches sussed out everyone that they thought could be potentially gay. I guess I wasn't gay enough to get not included in the team. I mean, based on your stories, were they blind? Like, what is Apparently. wrong with you? 
don't know. <laughs> Were they blind? Natalie mm-hmm. must have been so gay. It was blinding then to them. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, she was open. She was completely oh, okay, okay. open. There we go. Out and proud. Well, good for good her. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. Which was a really her. hard thing in like 1998. Yeah. You know what? In Arkansas. I for Natalie, everyone. Yeah. I agree yeah. for Natalie. That's a just Wherever you are. Water for Natalie. We need to find Natalie. <laughs> I can do it. I know you can. can I know you can. We, you know. <laughs> anyway, that was the, that was all. Um, so, yeah. Reason I got that stuck with me forever. It's still like it doesn't sound like something that's super traumatizing, but it's still like when you're like seven, sixteen, seventeen, that shit gets you, man. No, Even that we was... don't realize it does. Yeah, that is totally awful. Yeah, and also I'm like, God damn, we should have sued her ass for <laughs> the school. Anyway, moving on. I'm sorry, Caitlin. What were you saying? I was saying that we now know you a whole hell of a lot better. Yeah, but and we've been getting to know Theora a little more, but I. And our entire audience, plus Brie, wants to know more about Theora and her journey to where she is now. Caitlin, do you sound like an NPR announcer? (laughs) She does. (laughs) And we want to know. Or like uh, somebody in meditation who's like, and now, your feature presentation. (laughs) Theora and her journey. This is my freaking first time. You're doing the episode and I'm working on it and I don't know segues. We've learned this very early no, on. NPR announcer is a compliment. That yeah, I exactly. Know. That's great. It's soothing. Wait All for right. it. Also, people say that Theora has an NPR voice. They can say Theora is just want. so freaking well spoken that I'm just like, I'll let her talk. She's got it. I have lots of practice professionally. Okay, so my journey is kind of similar to Bree's. <laughs> so I was also a. Okay, so I guess we'll start from the beginning of um, things you look back in hindsight and you're just like, wow, that was the gayest. What was I doing? <laughs> All right. So um, I had a similar relationship with sports. I will get to why I'm wearing this t shirt, my high school lacrosse team t shirt at the end. Well, let's start from the beginning. So my parents set me up for failure from <laughs> or success. However, <laughs> success, however you want to look at it. Um, I will get more into why this was when we talk about a league of their own. Um, but I was brought home from the hospital in a New York Mets jersey. So my first word was ball. I learned how to play baseball from the minute I could stand. So my parents are really to blame here. (laughs) Hey guys, if you're listening, it's all your fault. (laughs) Love you. So yeah, uh, sports was my entire life. So, um, and my coming out has to do a lot with sports, but before we get to the sports piece, a little bit about my family. So I am the oldest child I have lots of complexes that come with that. 
that are kind of culturally based. My family is uh, Italian American, like very keeps the old country alive. We do lots of saints days, brought raised as a Catholic. Um, I grew up in New York. That's where we immigrated to my, literally my entire family that isn't in Italy lives there. And so I always was around my huge, big family. And so with being the, I was the first grandchild for both families, my mother's side and my father's side. And being the first comes with a lot of expectations and cultural stuff that comes with that. And so I felt that like my entire life. Um, So there was expectations for me to get married, have kids, um, marry an Italian guy, keep that, my, yeah, that's a whole separate thing of that mindset, but that was the expectation. Um, go all the way through catechism school, get confirmed, be a good Christian, all that stuff. That was the expectation that was kind of set on me. And, you know, I never thought anything of it. And, you know, growing up, like in New York with my whole family, I remember at one point, my, I don't remember what was happening, but my, uh, the subject of like, you know, what do you, where are you going to be when you grow up kind of thing? I was playing with my cousin, my cousin, Mike, um, and like him and I were, were, were like, (laughs) me and my, me and three of my cousins or two of my cousins are like, born around the exact same time. Like they're both September babies, end of September, I'm beginning of October. So our birthdays are around the same time. Mike's a year ahead of me. And I remember that came up and I was like, oh, I'm just, I'll just live with Mike because like we get along so well and it'll be super fun. And like, they were laughing and I'm like, haha, no, 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 you're going to want a different boy. Like that's not going to happen. And I was like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Like we're friends. Like I, like I understood like, male and female friendships <laughs> as a kid but like I was always like that's a that's a weird comment those adults said to me but yeah okay when I was eight years old my father got a job in Florida um and so me my parents my brother moved away from my entire family and moved to Florida and that came with its own set of fucked up shit um the company my dad was moved for was a shell corporation, which we didn't know. So Florida has no taxes. So they moved the business there. The minute we got there, bankrupted the whole thing and left for France. So we had a new house, a mortgage, we're in debt, and there's no job. And we have no family and support system. So my childhood was very, very weird. Um, but I, my dad is one of my like people that I, I admire. He has his flaws, like any human being, but he never gave up and he was always my role model and the thing that we bonded over the most was sports so like sports was like all I had like when I moved we literally had nothing and my dad did everything he could to keep me in sports and I owe him forever for that and so away from my family like the um grandmothers and like all these people who had this like the cultural trauma that they were trying to like shove on me was kind of gone and that was a good thing because it allowed me to kind of become my own person. But now I'm in the South and I lived in a fairly nice town 
in the south, but across the highway, like the end of my community, you literally would cross a highway and you're over in literal redneck territory. And I remember growing up, there was a story about a gay kid that was brutally murdered by kids in the redneck kids and hung and all horrible. It was horrible. So that traumatized me when I was like processing me. And when I finally came to accept what I was, I was like, well, I can't tell anybody they're going to fucking kill me. Like, that's a very real possibility. And for me, I didn't have representation in media. And the reason I'm so passionate about it now is I feel like if I had, not only would like it be normal for just like people that don't go through this to just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Now people know who Ellen is. Ellen DeGeneres is a household name now. And people are like, oh yeah, whatever. It's Ellen. She's funny. Like they see her as other things besides like she's a lesbian. So that was not the era in which I grew up in. Like I didn't know what being gay was. I was never exposed to the word, the concept, nothing. I just knew I was different in some way. And I knew that I wasn't going to meet these expectations that were set in front of me. Like I just knew it. I just didn't know why. And like, as a kid, I watched things like I watched Xena, like my mom was really into mythology and things like that. So I watched Xena, but like, I didn't connect the gay shit that was happening in Xena because like, I was confused by like <laughs> the 1990s subtext that was happening. Like, it did not resonate with me the way like looking at it now, I'm like, wow, that was the gayest. But like, it didn't, it didn't. The thing that got me was like, Xena's a badass. That was all I got from that. And I was like, cool, like women can be badasses. Like that was the big takeaway for me. But like the gay thing didn't connect. I just knew I was different. And the thing that really like made me start the journey of like looking deeper as to like why that is, like what is the root cause of this was Disney's Mulan. That's actually what started my journey. Because up until that movie, I just always remember when I would identify with a character in a piece of media, it was usually the male protagonist because the male protagonist usually had like goals and wanted to be somebody and like got to go on adventures and like live a life that was fulfilling. And the women characters were just like there to marry the dude. And I was like, that's, that does not resonate with me. I don't know why, but I don't want that. I want to do what he's doing. And later I was like, I also want the girl. <laughs> and I realized that later. But Disney's Milan is the thing that really started my trajectory because it had a female protagonist that was like Xena. She was a badass. And she had goals and like defied her family's expectations. So I like really resonated with Mulan and her journey. And the piece that really got me to start my self-reflection was the song Reflections in Mulan. And it's still something that makes me cry to this day because it just struck a deep chord where she's singing the line like who is that girl I see like staring back at me like because like I felt that I'm like the way people perceive me and the way I see myself I'm like that I'm somebody else inside like who am I inside like I, I don't feel like this matches with me as so I went through this whole journey of like am I a trans person like what is going on I'm I don't feel like I'm me because that's kind of like Mulan's stories a little bit but then it clicked later when I was really looking back about like why I feel a certain way when I watch media that's mostly the male protagonist. And I was like, I want to 
be that guy and like live his life where he gets the wife and like lives and I was like okay and then I started looking back and I was like okay so all these neighborhood girls that play sports that I have I'm afraid of like I was afraid of some of these women because they I thought they were attractive and I didn't know that at the time I'm just like there's something about them and I can't I can't be around them because I feel weird and I was like I have crushes on them this is okay and I was like oh and the the baseball stuff yeah that was um that was um okay and so like I put it all together and I'm like okay so I'm I'm a lesbian that's what this is that's what this is and around the time I was kind of like on this journey Ellen came out and that was a huge deal because like finally somebody had the fucking ovaries to do it and put it out there like hey gay people exist and they just want normal lives it's not that big of a deal but I came from a religious family and I was like oh this is fucking terrifying and fuck like I might lose my family over like all of them and that's terrifying coming from a culture background where it's like family is everything so I was like cool that might be something I have to sacrifice or I live a lie like that's the choice and or I might get killed too because I live in the south so I was wrestling with this for a really long time and then and then I went to high school and in my junior year of high school is kind of when things started to change. My junior year of high school, um, I played varsity lacrosse. Um, and I was playing lacrosse was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's when I found my people, my crazy, weird, it was a weird sport. Nobody knew what the fuck it was at the first, at the time I was playing, it was a new sport to Florida. So the people who were playing it were a bunch of weirdos. You guys know who you are. And yes, it's true. And so it was like, we were pioneers. So it was like very fun. The people that were there wanted to be there. It was before it got to be super competitive and crazy and all that stuff, the way soccer was. Like I left soccer to play lacrosse because lacrosse was more fun. The people were more fun. And so I really started bonding with a lot of them. And this is the first time since I moved from New York that I actually had a friend group that was real. It was legit. And they really like accepted me and like, liked me outside of my abilities for playing sports for like the longest time like my friendships were just sports based and it was based on ability so like my drive is always to be really good so that people would like me for that but here like I actually had friends that like didn't really they they liked that part but they were like no no this is you're fun too so in junior year one of my that's when people were turning 16 and getting cars and one of my teammates I'm still friends with today, uh, who lives down the street ish from me, got her own car and was like, I'll drive you to school. So you don't have to like, I don't know. My mom was driving me and she's like, fuck you. I don't want to drive you anymore. So I was like, cool. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, a friend, a friend Liza, shout out to you. You're not listening to this podcast, but anyway, she, um, she was the same situation. She has Italian family, Italian parents. They're from Jersey. We have very similar kind of cultural stuff. Jersey. Yeah, Liza's from Jersey. <laughs> so we would make fun of each other because we're from different states that hate each other for I don't know why. Because people are dumb. North Jersey? I don't remember where exactly in Jersey. It's important. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can ask Liza later. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Liza was friends with a lot of gay guys and was proud of that. And like her family was cool with it and all this stuff. And she would always brag about how she's like yeah all the gay guys love me like this and that like we're best friends and like all this stuff and my mom loves him and stuff and I'm like okay like this is a situation where like 
Catholics, all this stuff, like, and no one is getting ostracized and like, it's actually pretty good. So I was like, okay, like, and the way Liza would talk. And I was like, maybe this is somebody I could tell and like trial this out on before we get to the parents. And so I thought about it. And then one time I was going to do it. And then she made some comment that sounded homophobic to me. And I was like, ah, lesbophobic, not homophobic. And I was like, oh no, that's not, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe it's okay with gay guys and not women. So I put it off for a bit. And uh, junior year at the end of lacrosse season, I was, I actually, I tried out for a team and it was like a travel tournament team and I made alternate so I went with a friend of mine and this other girl that was on the team, uh, one of the goalies, it's always goalies. Uh, <laughs> it's always goalies. She, um, she was like trying out too. And she was from a, this was like the tryouts piece. And she was from like a rival school in our area. And she was out like an out straight up. Like you look at her, she's a hundred footer. You're like, yeah, she was super out. And so, and she was really hot. And I was just like, okay, wait a minute. So this is possible to like be gay and be out right now. And like, she lives near where I live. No one has murdered her. All of this stuff. Like I was, and then it became like a possibility. So hi Caitlin. hi, Caitlin. Caitlin's like enough of your story. I'm leaving. But like for me, no, so I, I didn't, I didn't have media representation. I had people in real life where I was like, okay, if this is possible for you, then this is possible for me. And like, I became friends with her and stuff. And that was like the last thing where I'm like, okay, I was going to originally wait till college and be like, it'll be different. They don't know me there. So like, if it goes badly, who cares? I know these people and I have tethers to them now. So if it goes badly, that could be you know, more devastating. So then that was a lot I'm like, she can do it. I can do that. And like, I developed a crush on this girl and I was like, okay, this is a problem, but it all could, it also could be real. So like, maybe it's worth doing. So then <laughs> later that summer, I was hanging out with my other friend on the lacrosse team. There's like a couple of us that were like, the whole team was close, but like a couple of us were like really, really close. And I remember I was driving in the car with her and something about crushes came up and I told her, I was like, I like this girl. And she was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that went really well. And then I was like, I told her, I was like, well, I was going to tell Liza and this and that, but then like, I did it. You're the first person I ever told. And her response was, well, okay, we figured it new anyway. And we're going to like. <laughs> Have an intervention. Oh, no, no, no. This is even better. I love them forever for this. Uh, actually, I was with all of them when I told them this. That's that's right. This is a, a couple of days ago. And then she's like, yeah, she's like, we were going to actually um, try to hit on you and see what you do. <laughs> I told them I wouldn't have done anything because you're my friends and I, I'd be horrified. I would never. To this day, Liza will not let me live down the word horrified. She's like, you'd be horrified to date me? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, word choice, Theora. <laughs> well, like, because, I don't know, for me, like, when you're closeted and you understand that and you're, you may, I'm sure you relate to this. You and when you're in gym class and in locker rooms and it's super awkward, you have to like change with other women. And so you're just like, wow, I, they can't I, like I'm not into any of you, but you can't think for even a second that I'm into you. So it's very like 
blinders on. Like, I'm changing really fast, getting the fuck out of here because I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. So, like, for me, I understood the separation of female friendships versus romantic interests. Like, and I, I was very much like, I don't want you to get the wrong idea at all because then that would be weird. Like, your situation where they're like, oh, you like me and you can't like me. And it's like, no, no, like, no. Yeah, My friends were like, you. fuck you, how dare you? They were insulted that I wasn't into them. <laughs> so those are my friends. Um, so needless to say, I told them and then I told their parents and uh, I was very just out. I was out for my senior year of high school. I was like, fuck it. Like, it's my last year. I'm leaving this town after this. I'm going to be me. I don't care anymore. And that was it. Uh, I was out at 16 uh, for my senior year of high school. Which is a clusterfuck for different reasons. <laughs> but, Wait, hold um, on. You were a senior at 16? Yes. Because I started I, schooling in New York and you start at uh, kindergarten at like four. Yeah, I was in kindergarten at four. Damn, I was. Okay, continue. Yeah, I started college at 17. Me too. So yeah, I was 16. Senior year of high school. I never got bullied. I, well, not that I know of. Not for that. I never got bullied for that. Um, I never had really a bad reaction um, from people. Um, but then it was like parents' time. <laughs> and so I still was like debating what to do about that. And we were coming up to like senior prom and I had like a girl date to go with. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to broach this. And then technology intervened on my behalf, and Caitlin knows the story, because she <laughs> provoked, oh, yeah, yeah. provoked cool. memory yesterday. I forgot about this. I'm so glad you're telling it. You can thank Caitlin for this. So the parents. I never told any of, I never told my parents. <laughs> the way my parents found out is that um, we had a faulty printer in my house. And this was back <laughs> <laughs> And this was back in the day. There were no, okay, like, the first iPhone was being developed at this time. Like, it didn't exist yet. That was the next year. So there's no such phone app. No, no, no. If you wanted to use social media, you had to use a computer. And the computer printed my MySpace page, <laughs> which said I was gay. I was out to everybody, except my parents. And my mom found it. And was, like, came to me and was like, what the hell is this? And I was like... I'm like, well, it's mine. <laughs> and uh, I was terrified. I was like, I don't know. And my mom was both basically mad that, like, I didn't tell her. Aww. She's like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I knew since you were eight. <laughs> 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 She's like, yeah. Like, she was disappointed because, like, to, to her, that is confirmation of no grandkids. No, like, the things that she is was expecting in her life that I would give her through our social contract and, you know, Italian heritage kind of thing but she was like yeah I figured when you were eight you were never talked about boys like oh, obviously you're gay let me look at you <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the eight-year-old Theora <laughs> I mean me and senior in high school was super gay like I was the gayest okay there, there, there needs to be a photo of that too I'm sure there I is. need all the photos take up the mind Oh my gosh, yes, the MySpace. I still exists. You should probably explain <laughs> what MySpace is for. Oh yeah, if you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you don't know what that is, it's basically the probably one of the first social media yeah. sites. Um, it was like the precursor to Facebook because, like, 
I remember Facebook when it was you had to have a um, college university email address. That's when I first got a Facebook was when I was like in university and like my lacrosse friends in college were like, you can get one now. Go get one. Like you have the email address. So MySpace was like the precursor. It was basically like Facebook, but better because you can like customize it way more and add songs and like change the background. It was like a beta Facebook, um, basically. And so everybody at that period of time when I was graduating high school used that. Um, So, yeah. But my mom was mad that I didn't tell her. And she's like, you're telling your father. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I never told them. We never have had had this conversation ever. I'm married to a woman at this point. I never came out to my dad. Um, but my mom was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be relieved anyway, because one of his greatest fears was you bringing home a boy. And I was like, don't worry. No more fears for you. So. And now he watches, he watched Motherland. Oh, and- I make him watch everything that's gay. I'm like, go watch Killing Eve. I'm like, go watch Motherland. Well, how did he find out? Did your mom tell him? I assume so. We've never talked about it. I think she had to tell oh. him. So that was fucked up for me for putting her in that position. But, uh. I mean, he could have just we gotten were a baby invite. gay. She probably just gave him the MySpace page. Yeah, she's like, here. I don't know. And then I don't remember. Look what your daughter did. I know. Look what your daughter. <laughs> she didn't tell us. And then I don't remember my brother, like, how he found out. But my brother is, like, now, like, the most liberal man ever. So, like, he didn't obviously care. So it turned out fine. The thing where things got dicey for me was my older relatives. So my mom was like, just don't tell your grandma. Don't tell the New York relatives for now, like, I we're fine with it, but, like, don't tell them because they're more old-fashioned. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. We don't see them often. I'm like, they're not on MySpace. Like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, my cousins knew. Like, my aunts knew. The, they're my mom, you know, don't tell the grandparents. And I was like, okay. Um, Didn't have to tell one of them because she passed away. But then came time when I was getting married. And I was like, I have to tell them now because... <laughs> It's a little too late. So my, that was the time it was like after Obama had been elected. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because um, basically my mom was like, my my dad voted for Obama. I wish I never thought he would do. And so he, maybe he's more open-minded and he was at that point. So it was like, really, that went well. Then my, my paternal uh, grandmother, who I hope is not listening to this podcast, um, I knew she was going to be the harder one because she's extremely religious to a fault, um, in my opinion. Um, I won't get into her life, but that is my opinion. So basically, I I told her because we were, uh, my wife and I got married in Italy. Um, We had a very small ceremony, but we were doing like a party in America before we went for like anybody who wanted to go. So I had to call my grandmother and be like, I'm getting married. And she's like, "Ooh," and I was like to a woman she's like oh and I was like "Mm mm-hmm so there's the bad reaction but at this point I had decades of experience a decade of experience dealing with this and was just like listen I understand you are religious and may have certain feelings about this I am inviting you out of courtesy if you're not comfortable with this I don't want you there like don't come I don't want you to come think about it like it's up to you but like this is what's happening like I'm gay it's not changing deal with that as you will like it is what it is kind of didn't hear from her 
And then we got a wedding present from her in the mail. And my parents don't know about this, but I recently told my brother because I forgot it happened. And we got a card in the mail. And our wedding present from her was a donation for a prayer to St. Anthony. Oh, God. Do you know who St. Anthony is? Dear St. Anthony, please come around. Something, something. So St. Anthony is the patron, <laughs> patron saint of lost souls. That's what it, my mom just made me do that whenever I lost something so I could find it in the house. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll do it. So that was my wedding present for my grandmother. That is awful. My wife has never met her. And that was the first interaction they had was this. I was so wildly offended by this. Um, yeah. So that was my grandma. And uh, it's, yeah, I have issues with religion and this topic. And yeah, I think that was extremely fucked up. And when people say, oh, I'm doing this to save you, like, you're not, you're traumatizing people in the name of righteousness because you think you're right and we're wrong and it's keep it basically you're hubristic enough to pass on your religious trauma to me yeah and uh yeah i have a lot of religious trauma from this and grappling with this and deconstructing religion um from my life and um yeah, that was the one bad reaction that I have, and me and my grandmother do not have the same relationship we ever had because of because of that. That is a divide. But for me, um, if you're toxic and going to view us that way, then I I don't engage with my grandmother if I don't have to because it's not worth it. What did you do when you got it? I was pissed. I think I tore it up. Also, I was like, what a fucking waste of money because yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't believe in this. So this helps no one. It helps you think you did a right, a good thing. I was just pissed off. I was like, this is fucking right. ridiculous. This and bitch was- is in driving distance to me. Give me an address. <laughs> She'll be so confused. She's like, <laughs> she's almost 90. So I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth it. Um, Who is this screaming young woman that showed up <laughs> on my doorstep? I'm just going to send my uncles out. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> um they're italian watch out but i was mostly i was mostly i was embarrassed by it i was like my this is my wife's introduction to our my family it's this like that is so embarrassing and just wildly offensive i was like that you're offending both of us and like you don't even know her that pissed me off so much i forgot about it until like it came my like julie brought it up and i was like i forgot she fucking did that and my brother's like did you tell dad because it's that's his mom and i was like no my dad would lose his shit but yeah i, I didn't tell them what but if you're listening to the podcast guys <laughs> this is a true story yeah i felt bad for what julie. did julie do when you, i'm assuming you got it and you told her i showed it to her we opened it together and uh, i was just like yeah i was like that's my grandma for you and that's the toxic toxic religion. I just can't with it. Keep it to yourself. So no, that, like, that was my journey. I don't know. I kind of feel like people who... I kind of feel like the people like that, that are super misguided and not real Christians. Oh, no. People, I think, hide behind their religion because they're not perfect. And so... 
in a society that says you have to be perfect, otherwise you're worthless. And, you know, you, you're, you know, it's your fault if you fail or if you fall behind or something bad happens to you. It's all, we live in a society of just victim blaming. And so people are just incentivized to hide shit. And that's themes we'll talk about later. You're just incentivized to lie and hide so that people have the perception that, oh, you're a, you're a good girl. You're perfect. Like, you know, you don't say bad words or like disgrace the Lord and all that stuff. It's all bullshit. We're all playing this game so that everybody thinks we're perfect when it doesn't even exist. It's ridiculous. And so we just traumatize each other. And by like looking down on others, like you elevate in status and it's just horrible what we do to each other. So but like the good thing is like for me, I found a community of people, my lacrosse friends that became like second family to me. And they were the ones that were supportive, defended me. Like, I think they're a big reason I didn't get bullied in school by people who thought others because I was with them. And like, so community can be a good thing or a bad thing. And it's just, unfortunately, that's, that's life. And it's not unique to coming out, but unfortunately it can be very heavily entwined with that process. Hydrate for the out gay lacrosse lady. Woo! I finished all my hydration for Natalie. I mean, Natalie deserves <laughs> <For> Natalie. <laughs> I really want to tell you what her last name was, but because it's funny. Tell us after. But, yeah, yeah, you tell us. I want to meet Natalie and Liza. Oh, you can probably meet Liza's super cool. Yeah, I would love to meet her. Liza's the best. All my lacrosse friends are the best. I just keep wanting to say Manelli. Yeah. Actually, you got that a lot. I'm sure she did. Her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would never say that to her face. Her dad also looks like Eugene Levy, so we used to call him that. Oh, one. really? He does. <laughs> he does. He does. It's really funny. He's a very sweet, really- sweet people. Well, I'm glad that uh, you came out and you didn't get murdered. Me too. Yeah. That was scary. <laughs> I'm sure it was traumatic in all regards, but. Yeah. And now yeah. you're with Julie and you have two dogs and you guys are adorable. Thank you. Thank you. It worked out. But I always wonder, like, you know, what would my journey have been like if I had exposure to this, if this was normalized and I knew it was an option? We I feel may like, not have gone through a lot of the things we went through. Yeah. Or like I would have figured this out sooner and I wouldn't have like beat myself up so much. And, you know, it just... I mean, the thing is, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, you can't stop it. It's just you can delay it. But I'm very happy for people now who have access to, like, representation that shows, oh, that is an option. Maybe I'm like that person. Like, you know, it just it helps to see it. Like, it didn't dawn on me until I saw people in real life. And I was like, oh, that makes sense for me, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate that we didn't have a one day at a time or a Yeah, seriously. So I'm I'm happy for people that have that now. It's very Amazing. ironic. I know. Speaking <laughs> of which, Caitlin, what was your journey like? Since we just ruined it. <laughs> really? Was that your segue, Brie? Um, I'll ride on a segue, but Oh my god. I don't think Kate, I don't think she did that on purpose. No. <laughs> okay. But well done, Brie. No, I did, but I was oh. really dumb. Sorry, I had to. Good acting. <laughs> I love the two of you so much. 
We it's love getting you late. This is when I just talk about how much I love Brianthe. Well, right. first, how about you tell us about coming out? Well, I didn't think I had that much of a story, and then I thought of things while you guys were talking. But the first story I get told so much by my mother is that I believe it was preschool. It was either preschool or kindergarten. But I went to Catholic preschools, Catholic kindergarten, elementary school, all of that. I don't remember anything (laughs) at all. I failed religion every single year. But that's another story. But there is this guy, and apparently he went to hug me. And I just pushed him and shoved him to the ground. (laughs) She's like, no! No boys! And then I think that he also tried to kiss me on the bus. Hell, what the fuck? I don't know, but my mom really thought we were going to end up together. Like, that's all I heard when I was, like, very little was... This was another child, right? Yes, 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 yes. I was picturing a priest. Never mind. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Catholic school, man. You're you're thinking priest, and I'm like... Usually in Catholic school, like, they segregate boys and girls, Mm -hmm. so I was confused. So, sorry. I'm sorry. We were never segregated. Okay, okay. Sorry. My brain went to, I bet this kid grew up and is now in jail. (laughs) Oh, my God, Bree. (laughs) You just got the dark Bree Actually, I would love to know where he ended up. I should look him up. I was going to say the full name, because the full name is... Like, it's all I heard when I was younger, but I don't think I should, actually. No, so I'm not. Let's not out people <laughs> yeah. as people we know. <laughs> I have no idea where this kid ended up. But, yeah, so that was my first experience. My mom was always like, God, you almost said the name again. Like, I think he likes you and all that. And I'm like, ew. Like, no. Just No. And he was basically my best friend. I had only guy friends when I... Okay. So looking back, I had, like, weird obsessions with girls. Like, I really wanted to be their best friend. So I thought. (laughs) But, like, I was actually friends with dudes. So the first dude who... Tried to hug me and I slapped him, basically. We were actually friends. I was like, no, but I'll be your friend. And then my other friend, Dylan, we were very close. And I didn't think of anything. Like, I, he was just my friend. And of course, like, other people's brains immediately put boys and girls together. Like, they're so young. Why would you even think that? That's I slept so over at his house so much. And I slept in his room, and we didn't understand why we couldn't sleep in the same bed. We were so confused. We were like, why can't she just sleep? Like, there's enough room. And his parents were just like, she's not allowed to sleep in your bed. And I'm like, what the hell? So, but I didn't understand, obviously. And I'm just like, he's just my, like, brother. Right. But there was a girl named Gabrielle who I was obsessed with. And I didn't realize how obsessed I was with her, but she I met her in preschool, and then we ended up going to the same school when we had to move schools, and it was just a weird coincidence, and yeah. Man, that was the first one. There was a lot more <laughs> that I just thought, 
I just wanted to be their friend. I still don't know fully, but like, we'll all know. I know is there was a weird obsession in a non creepy, creepy way. Maybe just one creepy. Just not no, creepy, creepy. That's not creepy. That's normal. That's called having a crush. That's having a crush, yeah. And I don't, I don't remember much. Like, I don't remember thinking about any of this. In sixth grade, I have no, wait, hold on. Because the way I wrote this, oh, (laughs) I didn't put enough space between the words. Okay, but that's later. But in sixth grade, I was on the bus. And these kids kept asking everybody, are you gay? Are you gay? And then people would obviously say no. And they're like, oh, so you like girls. I'm like, what the hell? I just said I'm not gay. And but they're like, you're gay if you like guys. In general. <laughs> so, yes. The kids were confused. <laughs> yeah, the kids were confused. And I got to take my jacket off because... This this whole episode It's getting hot in here. I get really angry. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, sorry. I got I get distracted so easily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Brie loves to interrupt the episode by distracting me. Yes. So yeah, when they asked that on the bus, I was just like so, not like offended, but like so freaked out. I'm like, no, I'm not gay. And I didn't understand why, like, I it was like so scary to me. And I also had a friend who was a girl then who I was kind of obsessed with. That was another one. Anyway, <laughs> continuing on. Let's see, was there one in seventh grade? No, seventh grade. Okay. So, in the middle of my childhood was a bunch of trauma, so, outside of this, so, it kind of got put on hold. And it just comes back every once in a while. In either 8th grade or ninth grade, there was this girl in school, and she looked like Arya from Pretty Little Liars. I liked Arya in Pretty Little Liars, Okay. Didn't know, like, didn't understand that. I could not stop staring at this girl and I didn't understand why. I'm like, I just want to be her friend, but I can't go up to her. I can't say any single word to her. Reminds me of when I saw Adelaide Kane in person and I could not say a single word to that woman. Like, she's, if you see her in person, it's just like, she's pretty. (laughs) She's very pretty. It's just like, I can't talk to you. I have no, it's just like, (laughs) also she's so gay in person it's like the gay energy is real she's oh she's great bisexual lady (laughs) oh my gosh i don't even know my journey because yeah i don't think i know a lot but just because i never i don't remember thinking about it it's just little things that i think back on yep like, I always had friends who were girls who I would follow more, do whatever they wanted. And I was I just... to get them to like you. 
be able to, to be close to them. Mm-hmm. And that friend broke up with me because I moved out of state. That hurt. So I mean, that crushed me. That that was that that was really sucky. Um, high school, I did a lot of dance and theater growing up. So I was always around gay men, basically. Because those are the people who are more out and... Yeah, in musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I, I know I'm jumping around. It's just, I can't... Everything is just so I'll let your way, girl. Yeah, it's your story, Caitlin. Uh, my family, which I forget about all the time because my brother's part of it, but I forget that I have a brother three quarters, well, seven eighths of the time. <laughs> He's 13 years older than me, so we barely had a relationship. But whenever my brother, cousins, and my one aunt were around, they would always make fun of gay people like gay men, and my brother would use the F word, um, the other F word, and, like, put on an act, and they were always talking derogatory? Yeah, Yeah, derogatorily. Yeah, towards them. So I was like, okay, so this isn't something that's good. Like, this is something that is shameful, kind of. Like, they were always being made fun of by my family. And, like, I was totally fine with other people. But I think internally, I'm like, well, my family would never be okay with this. Because that's all I heard. So, in high school, I had friends. And they were not open-minded. I don't know about, like the LGBT community, and what their thoughts were. But there was this student who was pregnant. And they said, if I ever got pregnant in high school, I would kill myself. And I was like, well, okay, you guys are not open-minded at all. Like, I don't even know what that is. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I'm wow. like, cool. <sighs> at that time, I was like, I was not following anyone. They all wanted to go to one university, all study the same thing. And I'm like, no. And I don't, I've not talked to them since. Um, let's see. I don't remember thinking about it. I, I had to have. Because people would talk about guys and liking guys. And I would listen to the family member my mom took custody of talk about all these guys. And I'm like, I don't see it. What is this shirtless dude? Like, why do people like this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you? But I don't get it. And I tried. Like, I remember just like staring at somebody and be like, just, you can do it. You can do it. And like, just really focusing. I'm like, can't do it. I'm like, I just don't like people. Yeah. Damn it. Bye, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin leaving in the middle of her own story, classic. Yep. <laughs> With her rainbow away message. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
So I so I didn't actively think like, oh, could I be gay? Maybe like here and there, but I would always hide it. Like just bury it. Be like, oh, let's not think about it. Then I went to school, college, and was away from home for the first time. 40 minutes away. I barely spent time there. Like I just always went home. But we had to. I wasn't allowed to commute to school. And I was video chatting with my mom. All of a sudden, I start crying. I have no idea where it came from. Was not thinking about this at all. I don't know how I started crying. And my mom's like, what is wrong? Like, what's going on? And I had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, my, the, my brain wasn't even thinking, and it was just my mouth. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gay. Aww. Aww. And like, I could barely get the words out. I don't remember my mom's response, but she was like, totally like, it's okay. Aww. Like, what do you, where you, why do you think this? And again, all I remember is crying. So the next time that she comes to pick me up from school, she's like, so I told my friend. Oh dear. I'm like, <laughs> wonderful. Oh dear. <laughs> she's like, cause I needed somebody to talk to. Oh, yeah. and she's gay. So she could tell oh, okay, me things. Okay, okay. I'm like, all right, Ma, you you do you. <laughs> and her main concern was me having kids later. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you could still have kids. Like, you could do, like, that donor and IVF thing, right? I'm like, yeah, Mom, <laughs> that's a thing. So she was totally fine. But at, meanwhile, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, this was, this is not me coming out. This is just me being like, I don't know what's going on. Again, because I did not know that that was going to be a conversation I was going to have. <laughs> uh, so that was in 2016? Yeah. So, yeah, I was struggling through that for a while. Also obsessed with another girl at school. Yeah, I went to see this uh, show, every single show. To be fair, it was like kind of a little bit of improv. So it was different each time. But I made sure to go to every single show to the point where the main person, like they pick out people in the audience and like she knew that I was coming every time. So it kind of got weird. The girl was really cute. I'm just saying. Hey, no hey. judgment. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> and yeah, definitely paid attention. Oh god, I don't think anyone will listen to this, and I don't even think anybody would know who it was. Because I didn't even say no. Yeah, no, no one cares anyway. Um. Yeah. So basically, a year goes by. Of me being tormented with my thoughts. And then I start watching One Day at a Time. And I love that show. I just think it's freaking hilarious. I love Rita Moreno. Yeah, We're going to talk about her later because I was in her presence one time and I was terrified to go up to her. Wow. So I was working an event where she was being honored. and And my best friend, not my best friend, but she was a friend who we were working together. 
she was her like personal like escort like she took her everywhere and i'm like <laughs> there's a lot of females looking back i'm just saying i'm just gonna you're gonna leave it at that yes but anyway while watching one day at a time of course in season one elena has this whole like journey to trying to figure out who she is and when she comes out to her mom of course it was like the mother daughter so at the time it was just my mom was the only person who knew so obviously i'd be coming out to her first anyway but the way Elena explained how she felt, I think that hit me so much with, I was like, oh, okay. So this is the same exact feeling that I have. Maybe I can finally admit it to myself because that's the part. This, like, I have to keep talking to get myself to actually dig into it. I had, and this is going to come up again. There's a lot of stories that I put in through here, but I remember it now. I didn't want to accept that I was gay. Probably mostly because of my family making fun of people. And I've had panic attacks. Like cried myself to sleep because I was like, I don't want to be like this. Like, why, why can't I be normal? Why can't I just like that dude because there was also a guy in college who my mom thought I would end up with god that dude I wanted to punch him <laughs> I have a history with punching people not punching actually but like guys and I just don't mix can you tell Caitlin's <laughs> fine with the murder that's all I'm saying <laughs> no that's another Blake person taken. in my family um we're not going there right now anyway where the hell was I why do I feel like this I don't want to feel like this yeah so Elena let me see she said that when she pictures her future she pictures herself with a woman not a man and growing up, I would picture my future. And I was like, okay. At first, it was just like I was alone. So I was like, I don't want kids. And then I realized, okay, no, I do want kids. So I was like, well, to have kids, you have to have like a partner because, but I don't know why I thought that because my mom was like a single mom and everything. So, but at one point, I was like a single mom, but then there was this person but they were always blurry. I couldn't see who they are, who they, what they would look like. Like, didn't picture anybody. Just like this blurry blob. And as soon as she said that, I was, it just became clear in a way. Aww. I was like, I could, mm, damn it. No. no. <laughs> Everyone else did so well. You're not going to cry. Okay. Like, I could finally see myself actually being with somebody. And I never thought I would. 
So I was like, all right, you're going to have to just freaking accept it at one point because you can't just keep going on just telling yourself you're not when you freaking know you are. So I was sitting outside with my mom. I'm like, you already told her you don't know if you're gay. Like, why is this so difficult for you? And I didn't even use the word gay. I just, I looked over to my mom and I think I said, um, I think I am. We were not having this conversation. Somehow she understood what I was saying. Aww. <laughs> That's sweet. I, Because I don't remember us actually talking about it. And I'm just like, Mom, I think I know I am. Or something like that. And she understood. And she, like, she was happy for me. She was always supportive. Like, there was no ounce of her not supporting me. And that day, I texted the family member who I considered a sister at the time. I have something to tell you when you get home. And of course that terrified her because she's like, the hell is happening? Is she in trouble? But I texted her because I didn't want to let myself out of it. I didn't want myself to back out from actually telling her because she was going to be the second person I ever told. So I was trying to We were going to go get food that night. And so we usually talk in the car. So I was trying to get her to wait till we got in the car to talk. And she's like, no, you need to tell me now. And I just started bawling. (laughs) And I was so terrified because I looked up to her so much. Like I spent, I had such a hard time making friends. So when... She was there. She was basically my best friend. So I'm like, I don't know what I would do if she did not accept me. Because if she doesn't accept me, that's my entire, like, who I hang out with. Like, my life would be ruined if this person does not accept me. And that was that was the first time I used the word gay. I finally got myself to stop crying enough And we just like sat there in silence until I was able to get out the sentence, two words, I'm gay. And I think she was like, my gosh, I thought you were going to tell me like you're flunked out of school, like you got suspended, something. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, kind of figured. Yep. <laughs> Everyone knows before or something like you that. do. I know. And Honestly, then, admitting it to yourself is the hardest it part. Is. It is. It really it is. Like, I had such a hard time. Then she told her friend, who was our friend at the time, and her sister. Okay, she told me that later. I'm like, <laughs> All these people keep blabbermouthing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, because that our our friend at the time, who's more her friend. But she was, like, coming over every week and watching Pretty Liars. These bitches. So my sister and her friend, we were watching Pretty Liars. They decided they wanted to test me. Of course. Okay, so kind of like how your friends were going to try and hit on you. Yep. They were, like, talking about the relationship between Emily and Allison. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what do you think of that ship? At the time, I was totally on the Ezria train because Arya, we've already went over this. 
So that gave them nothing. But they figured. <laughs> From there, I think... Also, I came out on June 9th, 2017. <laughs> I know that... I will always know the date. Wow. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, so then I told my friend... That, I'm sorry. That's a cool date because... You said June 9th, 2017? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Six plus nine is 17. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not even where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> where and Pride Month. Where is going? <laughs> that's a cool date. Because <laughs> I'm a child. I just oh, realized God. what Caitlin. numbers were involved. Yeah, I just realized where your brain went. <laughs> By the way, I also just remembered that I got tested, too. So apparently that's a theme. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Also, I can't do math. Six plus nine is 15. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Damn it, Theora. I'm gay. (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Also, no, people kept talking about that. And I'm just like, well, I love math. So am I not gay? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was like, I'm a good driver. Does that mean I'm not gay? (laughs) It might. Question yourselves. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Wait, do you want to say how you were tested? Oh, well, it wasn't by people that ended up being good. It was the homophobic roommate. Oh. We were walking around, walking to the cafeteria, and she would ask me, do you think she's pretty? Like, random girls. So she was testing me to find out, like, figure it out. Oh, yeah. People would, like, say, like, do you think she's pretty? Do you think he's cute? I'm just like, I have no idea what to say. Because any answer could be the wrong answer, and I don't know what to do. I'm like, it's a random person. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, like, it is a person. <laughs> that is a human being. <laughs> they have a face. They're walking. That is all. They are walking. They got them legs. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. People are stupid. Yes, they are. All right. Anyway. From there, I went on to my friends at school, which is basically only three that I actually told. So the one, the first person who I told looks so freaking gay. Okay. I told this person and she was like, oh, that's so great. Did not tell me that she wasn't straight. I asked her a few years later and I'm like, so like are you straight and she's like oh no i probably should have told you that when you came out are you kidding me (laughs) what the hell (laughs) you could have had gay camaraderie i know yeah but my other friend i told my other friend when we were walking to um my apartment on campus and i just was like so i want to tell you something and i just hope it doesn't 
make you think any differently of me. Because that was my huge concern. I was like, these people aren't going to be friends with me. I yeah. had to tell my roommate, who was one of my best friends at school. And I was like, she's not going to want a room with me. Like, I was, it was so bad. And she's like, that's awesome, man. What do you, <laughs> why did you think I wouldn't, I would think of you differently? And then she's like, did you tell this person? The one that I told first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I think she said that she liked uh, girls and guys. I'm like, what the hell do you mean? She said nothing to me and I can't just ask her. Yeah, I didn't know for years later. I still don't know fully. She just said she wasn't straight. I don't know. Actually, I could probably figure it out. She's on gay Twitter. Um, oh, that we have a whole Twitter section. The place to be. <laughs> then I told my roommate, and she didn't care. She just laughed because she was listening to her friend's podcast at the time. So she's like, <laughs> I'm going to tell my friend that you came out to me listening to his podcast. <laughs> like, wonderful. That's <laughs> Love you too. And then I just kind of kept telling people, mostly so I'd feel comfortable with it. Still didn't tell my dad and my grandmother yet. <laughs> I was like, they were the last people I wanted to tell. Yeah. Because I was terrified. My grandmother's religious. She goes to church every single Sunday. Yeah. Tell- prays every single morning. I was terrified. I'm like, this woman's gonna hate me. I go there and I'm just sitting on the ground. Just got there. Luckily, I had the dogs because they go everywhere with me. And my dad came up because we're always together when I first get there. I'm just like, well, may as well just do it now and just see what happens. And then I was just like, so I have something to tell you. Um, and they're like, okay. I'm like, all right, well, you can't really stall. Just like spit it out. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gay. And my dad's like, well, yeah, I kind of figured. I'm like, what do you mean I f- you figured? Why did you tell me? Right? <laughs> Why did you tell me? And he's like, well, you never talk about guys. I'm like, well, yeah, because they're stupid. <laughs> Relatable. He's like, yeah, I know. And my grandmother, she, I don't remember what the exact words that she used. And I just know that she was fine with it, but she said the words, it would be easier if you weren't. Yeah. And those words hit me so hard that I thought she wasn't accepting of it. And it it hurt, even though she was like being accepting. I was like, I thought, oh, she doesn't like this, but she's putting on a front right now. And I told my mom about what happened. And she later talked to her, and she then explained to me, like, no, I talked to her about it. She just meant, like, she doesn't want you to have to go through the hardships that come with being gay. But she just didn't say the right words. And unfortunately, saying the right words is a huge thing when people come out to you. But it's also not a fair thing fully to put on people, because... They don't know how they're supposed to react. I don't know. So that was that. And then 
a whole year later, I was going on a trip around the world. And I was like, all right, well, people around me know. But, like, it's not really official until you make it social media official, right? Like, you have to put it on social media or else... Because, again, now remember, I grew up with social media. I had a MySpace at eight years old. That's why I know what MySpace is. That I think that went out before I even turned the age I could get a MySpace. Anyway. So, June 9, 2018, I was in Brazil... <laughs> And then I just put it on social media being like a year ago. I came out to friends and family. And now you guys all know. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, but back to high school, I did go with a girl to a prom. Uh, not for any specific reason. She was just my friend and she really wanted me to go. And I did not want to go at all. I was right. It did suck. And... Oh, I tried to dance with a girl, another girl at prom. She's like, I should probably dance with my date. And I'm like, well, fine. And then so I just kind of like threw her hands off and I was like, ha, it's okay. But then I slipped on my dress and fell. Oh, and I was just like, no. no. That's so sad. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> was your prom better, Theora? Oh, no. Uh, I didn't want to get into this, uh, but I mean, no. Uh my senior year of high school, I had a um, devastating knee injury that destroyed my sports career. And so I was on crutches for prom and the date I had bailed. So I went by <gasps> myself. Yeah, with my friends <gasps> on crutches. Yeah, it didn't work out. Um, it's it's fine in hindsight. But I mean, Liza was there, all my friends. We got to have her, her parents let her us have her house like to come to as like the after prom so like we had a party there afterwards so it was fine and fun but like it was sad at the time like why I was finally you, gonna why like did she ditch you I mean she Give was younger number. like one of my lacrosse friends like like introduced because it was I couldn't meet people because I was like bed bound for a while because of my knee I was recovering from surgery and um yeah she just chickened out because like it again like the time that we were doing this it wasn't like it is now so yep. it would have been we would have been the only like uh like female female couple there so it, it's it's like I'm like I get it I do get it it's big deal you're not a senior in high school so like you can't just like peace out of this place if things go bad so it's fine that's I get scary it. that's it sucks but that's life it's fine college was fun well college was interesting okay so I think it's funny you brought up the roommate thing so I was worried about that too so my first year in college I was at a very religious school because I got a scholarship to play lacrosse they didn't even see me play they just by reputation I got a scholarship to play at the school and I was like whatever I'm doing it like this was always my dream I'm fucking doing like, I wouldn't give up on the sports thing until it was just like I can't I physically can't do this anymore so I was like, I have, this is the first time ever, like, it was roommate, roommate situation, like you had Brie, like, where it's not like, hey, we're sharing an apartment. It's like, no, we live in the same room together. There's like 12 girls in one dorm that shares a bathroom, and we all have roommate, roommates. <laughs> but weirdly enough, I got <laughs> my roommate. So I had to tell her, and I was like, listen, like, I'm gay. I hope that's a cool. And she's like, I'm from Canada. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It was really funny in hindsight because my coach paired like the Canadian and the Floridian, the people who live the furthest apart from each other. And she was super cool because she was Canadian. She's like, I'm from Canada. 
Hydrate for Canada. Hydrate for Canada. But um, she's from Owen Sound. Tip for Owen Sound, Canada. Um, but what was funny? Well, not funny, but fucked up. So I was at again. I was at a the, literally the school had monks. Like that's how religious this place was. Um, and I only had nuns. Yeah, this literally was a monastery with a college. So it was very wow. weird. But I can say I partied with a monk before. He is no longer a monk, but that was fun. <laughs> I'm not yeah. kidding. So that was a thing that happened. But um, so social media, you brought up social media. So yeah, when I was in high school, or when I first started, that's when I got a Facebook. Because at the time, you had to have a college email address to get a Facebook. That's what Mark Zuckerberg originally designed this thing for, for people in college to stay in touch when they go to college. So I was like, cool, I finally got a Facebook. And Facebook was different. I, I don't remember the difference with MySpace, but you got to pull up, put like interested in, like like relationship status, like interested in. So I was like, I'm putting women, whatever. One of the girls on the team, when I came out, was like, or I didn't come out. I was just like, I'm gay. Like, whatever, it's college. One of the girls commented on that and she's like, oh, I thought that was a joke. I was like, why would I joke about that? Uh, yeah. No, I'm gay. Why would I? Why is that a joke? And she's like, oh, no, I don't. I mean, because like people didn't understand. Like it wasn't common. I was in the Bible Belt. I, I was literally in a monastery. And she, so like she didn't really know. And like I, I never got like any kind of weird stuff about it, but it was just that re- I was just like, why is that a joke? And she was just like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, never heard it again. So I thought that was funny, like a social media thing where you're like, I'm out and you're like, not a joke, not a joke super gay <laughs> anywho sorry Caitlin <laughs> no you're fine um I was just well first you guys kept bringing up sports I was always like the musical theater kid but I was just gonna bring up the story because I don't know if they watched the let the I think the interview with that the discussion we do with Ange but I was going to bring up my soccer story again of how I joined soccer and I had a friend there. That's the whole reason I joined soccer. And I wanted to hold her hand and we were holding hands while practicing. And my coach yelled at us. And I got so sad because I just wanted to hold her hand because I just love people. You do. <laughs> do Kayla has love- big feels. <laughs> yeah. If you can't tell, oh, watch any episode of this podcast. <laughs> That's why we love you, Caitlin. Yeah, so I wasn't allowed to hold her hand, and I think that was also reason. Just like, okay, you're not allowed to hold girls' hands. Spend some reason. Like, you can hold hands gay. on your own time. I'm like, this is my own time. Just let me run this drill holding her hand. We're close enough together. How old are you? <laughs> that was that had to have been no later than fourth grade. Okay, that makes sense. You're still like pretty young. Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. That makes sense. For like it was either third it was either third or fourth, because after fourth grade, that's when the homelessness happened. But like young kids um, actually in sports are a mess. So that, I mean that makes sense. You just want to like play with your friend. Yeah, and then the rest of my sports career was just me wanting to hit people with the ball and sticks so right. that did not work out <laughs> that did not work out for me Clearly. I stuck to dance dance and musical theater gave me more confidence again that's awesome mm-hmm. but ever since coming out 
which was in 2017-2018. I still consider myself a baby gay because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. And, oh my god. I mean, this doesn't really mean coming out, but like, I'm really grateful for the pandemic because the pandemic led me to an online convention where I met a bunch of friends who were all gay. And I had no one around me who was gay because the one friend refused to tell me that she wasn't straight. <laughs> and where is this girl? We'll come talk to her. Just give her, give us her address. She, I think she's in New York now. We'll find her. Um, Road trip. <laughs> anyway, so it was just being surrounded by all gay women was like the first experience for me. And I'm like, I, this was the first time I fully accepted myself. So I'm like, all these women are gay. There's people who are married, have girlfriends. And I'm just like, I can finally see a future for myself. And then from there, I just kept meeting more. And now every single person I know besides Danielle is gay. <laughs> hey, Danielle. Friend podcast Danielle. We're working on Danielle, though. Yeah, I know. Like, I was going to say we're working on it. Yeah, she's basically bye-bye now. So, bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> Straightness. Actually, we have a song that we can sing later. Yeah. Um, later. <laughs> but yeah, and now and now I'm here with you guys, and my life just completely changed from actually having friends who are like me. And, That's so beautiful. But yeah, I'm a baby gay still because I don't know what I'm doing, and I've never had a girlfriend, and I I have. That's totally not the story for right now. But I, I have had one woman kiss me. Bye, Bye Caitlin. Caitlin. We don't get the details. But, <laughs> no, it, but it wasn't an actual kiss, and it was in Thailand. And I'm going to say this for like the very few people who might know what this is. It was at a ping pong show. Oh God, Caitlin, why? It no, wasn't my no. idea. I know. I figured Thailand's wild. If you're from Thailand. Uh, well, no, you're I a strong. There was this was on the trip around the world, so yeah, I figured it was the first country I came out on social media, so everybody knew. Oh dear. And Thailand was three quarters of the way into the trip that of two sense. months, a two month trip wow. with all the same people of twenty seven strangers. We all met and became really close. There was <clears throat> no, they won't listen to this. There was also a girl on the trip who I like really liked. I hung out with her a lot. She was really cute. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now she's married and has a kid. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <Yep>. Unfortunate. <laughs> and that was, there were so many times where we were drunk and I was just like, but I was like coherent. I'm like, I could just like kiss her now and blame it on the alcohol. I did. <laughs> so I was like, I could never be like that. I know. I get courageous. that. But yeah, there was this guy who was the oldest one on the trip but had money. And he was like, I'm buying you a lap dance. I'm like, Shit, no, no, I'm good. Just no. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm getting you one. That's uh, uh, not the way you want your first no. Like, no. lady kiss to go. So weird. No and it, it was 45 minutes. And this lady. How much did he pay? Was just like, holy. He spent like $250 the whole night and bought lap dances for multiple people. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, oh my god, that was such dance. a crazy ass night. Did everyone get 45 minutes? This lady went up on stage and came back. I'm like, please don't come back. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, does she like you? <laughs> like, and the lap dance is there. She was fully topless. Of course. I I apologize for any family members. Listening. Okay, you know what? No, they all know this because I was stupid. And my brain thought it was a great idea to tell this story at my 21st surprise party with my grandmother there and all her friends. I love it, Caitlin. I love it. Because I have no filter, and that's why I'm telling the story right now. Hey. And then I also kissed two dudes that, that summer, too. One, because the, the guy who bought the lap dance said he'd buy them my drinks the rest of the trip if I kissed another guy who was on our trip. And I was like, fine. So I kissed him, but it was like, just like, literally. Right. And then. Weird, but Okay. I drank a lot in Australia and it was our last night all together. And I mean, I was still like coherent. Like I, I never got drunk enough to. This was also my first experience with alcohol. I should. There's like so much on this trip that was like first. First. Like I accidentally got drunk in Italy because I had wine with dinner and I had no idea. But my head was on the table by uh, the time dessert came. Wow. Yep. House wine don't get you. So the last night in Australia... We were at this, like, karaoke bar. This was, like, our second or third bar that we were in. Yeah, mind you, remember that the, the Italy trip where I had wine and just got drunk. But I had a lot more alcohol. And I was just... This guy was, like, s- staring at me while I was on stage, and I could see him. And then he came up to me when I got off the stage, and he kept talking to me. And, like, there was a person on the trip near me. They were they always watched out for me because they knew I had like no experience in any of these clubs. So like that was the good part about the trip. We always had somebody looking out for us. Mm-hmm. And they're like, like, you know you're allowed to say no, right? <laughs> like at the time, like I'm like, no, like that never crossed my mind that you can say no. Cause like I feel like you don't see people say no ever. Yeah, consent is not taught well. Hopefully that changes in the future. Understanding you can say no to things. And she's like, do you want me to tell him that you're gay? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then he, she turns to him, he's, and she says, she likes girls. And he goes, oh, okay, me too. And she's like, okay, you see how this would never work? (laughs) But then we're just standing there. And he's like talking to me. And then I remember I have no experience with kissing. And I turned to him. I'm like, well, you can kiss me if you want. Cause because I... I was like, I feel like I should learn at some point. <laughs> I'm like, for practice. And of, right. of course, the people on my trip were always like, well, how do you know you're gay? Have you ever been with a guy? Oh, I oh my that god, question. I hate it. I'm I like, no, it. I just know that you guys are all gross. Okay, and I would then get so- that question from men a lot, and I'd be like, have you ever slept with a guy? And they'd be like, no. Yep. Then how do you know? You just know exactly. Yes, yeah, that's basically what a girl scene, on dude. the so the girl I liked on the trip said that to me to like rebut that statement. That guy, the guy who bought the lap dance was actually dating her on the trip. Oh my god, that whole trip was, <laughs> this was a long trip. And I third wheeled that, that relationship for so long and did not realize, this is how oblivious I am. 
Like, I do not see you when people are together. If someone's gay, I don't see it. So oblivious. Oh my god, this this is, this is going on way too long and it's not relevant, but it's just weird. Anyway. Of course, now these people who asked me that see me kiss this dude and they're like, well, how do you like it? I'm like, it wasn't to like it. I'm like, it was a dude. And then I'm like, yeah, I I mean, the kiss was nothing. I'm like, I, I, I would hope it would feel different if I liked the person. But also, I forgot about the story that I told Thee last night about when I saw, when I didn't understand and realized that I was gay yet, but I watched Britt Robertson in oh. Tomorrowland. And I was just watching it, and I was like, Huh. What is this? There is a feeling and I don't understand it. We all have this was those. I think this was in the year of questioning. The year of questioning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everyone hydrated at home for lesbian Jesus and Caitlin the baby gay and the year of questioning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So this is, okay, this long, very long story short, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> Hopefully one day I understand. That's life, my dear. But basically I've accepted myself now. Good. And I have great friends surrounding me. We're very happy for you. Everyone deserves that. That's it. And coming out, it comes in many different shapes and forms, and everybody's journey is different. And I think the reason why we talk about it and it's depicted so often is because it's a pretty unique thing in a queer person's life that heterosexual people never have to do they never have to do it it's just it is assumed it is the default and so this whole coming to terms with who you are like and who you like who you are attracted to is something they never have to do and it's so it is a unique experience we all kind of have and it happens that it's, you know, if everybody happens at their own pace, it manifests in its own way. There's good parts, there's bad parts, and everybody has their own story. And so if you guys feel comfortable sharing your stories, like, with us, like, please do. We would love to hear it if you're comfortable with that. Like, join our Discord, we can talk about it. But we're curious, what what happened? What was your journey like? Is there any media that, like, helped you if you're fortunate to have something like that? Like... You know, we'll we'll share it on social media. Maybe it'll help somebody else who uh, has never seen it before. Yeah, that's the whole goal here. Like I've always yeah. like old thing. <laughs> yeah, I tell way too many stories, but maybe it, people will relate to it and it helps somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But we do have a fan who we're going to hear their story at the end because I have a whole rant about it once they told me. So that's at the end of the series, though. Yeah, and so All right. I think I'm safe in assuming that concludes part one of the coming out journey. So again, I hope we hope that you enjoyed our stories and we'll share yours with us. And uh, when we come back, we will get into different versions of coming out that exist now in media and talk about all the different kinds of coming out stories that exist. So we'll see you guys then. Bye. Yeah. Hydrate for um, all the baby gays and all the gays out there. Hydrate for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> For coming out. Hydrate for coming out. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. 
If you like this episode, check out all of our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. Uh, please subscribe and like all the things. If you happen to be listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review, no matter how brief. This is what Apple uses in their algorithm to uh, help us gain a wider audience. So please, please, please help us out. Yes. And please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you about everything and anything. And if we like it, we'll probably give you a shout out on the air. You can find us at all the things. Twitter at Big Gay Energy Pod, Tumblr, Big Gay Energy Pod, Instagram, Big Gay Energy Pod, or you can email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for lesbian Jesus. <laughs>